Hi guys, welcome to the first episode um, of this podcast series. It's all about sustainability. So uh, this episode I'm joined with Amelia. Hi. And we're going to be talking about the Rana Plaza incident in the first part. And then in the second part we'll be talking about pre-loved versus charity shops. So to start this off, I just wanted to know really whether you you knew about the Rana Plaza incident. Yeah, I've heard about it a few times. Um, I mean, I've heard about it before I even started this fashion course, to be honest. I think because it was such a big like incident uh, within the fashion industry. It sort of um, shook up the fashion industry. It I definitely did. I mean, as horrible as it was, I wish it had shook the fashion industry up a bit more. Yeah. Because same. I don't feel like anything's actually changed from the incident. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what the Rana Plaza is, it's basically this huge factory in Bangladesh. Um that collapsed basically just because it was a sweatshop because the conditions were literally appalling it was crumbling before people's eyes and nothing was changed there's there's photos on google which everyone can go and search where there's cracks in the walls and these things were like repeatedly told to managers and bosses of the factory and no one no one did anything about it and actually some of these managers who were involved were i don't know if they were actually put in jail but i want to say they were they were definitely taken to court for manslaughter i would hope that there was some they were because obviously they were told about um how bad this factory was getting and they ignored it and because they ignored it and 1100 people actually died horrific it's you know kind of down to them i mean i understand it's not all their fault but they could have tried to make change human safety sort of went out the window yeah definitely money was more important yeah and that would that's something that shouldn't ever like be compared to human life no not at all it should always be the safety and it it wasn't and unfortunately i think well i know that it still isn't in these no i think with the rana plaza as well um i know i read something that said that after the rana plaza collapse uh, that many people were killed and injured with you know they'd they'd lost legs and arms whatever uh the uk kind of went to bangladesh to work with the government to kind of um reduce the impact of these sweatshops trying to make it better literally there was no evidence of that yeah there was nothing else on the website to say that it happened it's just you know i feel like transparency here is non-existent yeah 100 percent. and i think the thing is a lot of us well i mean most of the audience who listen to these podcasts are um gen z's and we do buy like i personally buy from um places that use sweatshops not yeah. out of it like in um you don't you don't choose bec- to shop country. there because it's a sweatshop yeah, worker completely yes. <laughs> but unfortunately the prices that they sell these items at reflect my disposable income i don't have a high disposable no. income so for me to wear clothes and like have nice clothes um i do shop from like these places i think that's the same with everyone especially our age though because i mean it baffles me like i can never get my head around it how yes we need to stop buying from fast fashion brands and we need to try and you know stray away from them because they're linked to sweatshops low wages you know all of that but if we can't physically afford to buy anything more than fast fashion what do we wear 
Yeah, 100%. So I just, I can't ever get it around my head. Yeah, and I think it's scary because recently, um, I mean, everyone would, would have heard of the brand Sheen, um, and recently they've been everywhere. I mean, yeah. like festival season, like when people are going um, to Leeds Festival, for I mean, example. just consider their website. It's yeah. literally got everything on it. And literally from jeeps. knives and forks to dresses yeah. to sofas. To hats for your cats. Yeah. I mean, I even I thought about them. Yeah, I even thought of it about getting my doggy I think it was like one of those Mexican hats that I saw um it's insane and I mean during lockdown there was um all this hype about that Zara Gilet that was reversible they had dupes for that and I mean people with loads of disposable income and this Zara Gilet sold out within days yeah. yeah about a day of it being released like the hype was massive over it um you would go to these dupe places yeah. and just get get them because why not? I mean, you're saving money, um, but really, people just don't even. I think when you're in the kind of moment and you're so excited to buy these items and you want them, you don't even think, oh, hang on, uh, kids made this in Bangladesh. Yeah, hundred percent for nothing. And I think I'm a lucky, a bad but a good example of someone who does that i mean yeah how often do i shop online i have i have a i have a parcel coming today for goodness sake from i mean it is thing yeah i don't think that obviously you know how you know how bad it can be yeah which is really good that you know that but as one of your like best mates i do know that you always have an order yes on its way 100 <laughs> always from you know some asos yes definitely asos i'm always shopping from there i have I've, I've done the next day delivery for a year on three different websites do i need that absolutely not i don't even need it on no. one and i think that because i've got that i'm more prone it's it's a mark it's marketing from oh, the yeah, brand because you have in your head You've yeah. spent money on that next day delivery, so you're so, going to buy more. Yeah, yeah. But can you get next day delivery when you're not on that deal? We well, can, but you know, it, it was it is marketing. Yeah, it is because in my mind, I I feel like I'm saving money, but I'm not because no. I'm I'm just buying from the brand more than I would do if I didn't have. Yeah, it. definitely. Um, but with you, you you do buy quite. I'd say I'm slow a bit better fashion. than like a lot of people in our college group yeah i mean i'm probably not the best but um i'm quite a good saver so unless i see something i love or i know that i need it then i probably won't shop yeah so um i yeah i do go to zara and i'll see a dress or a top and i'll think i love that i can see me wearing that quite a lot i'll get it but i don't tend to shop weekly if monthly and i don't shop from like pretty little thing or like misguided misguided or anything like that um i I like to invest and you look after Um, your clothes as well yeah i do so like um i was saying earlier i can buy like some pieces say and they last me i'm not even exaggerating i've had stuff for like over six years now and because i don't grow (laughs) i can literally keep them and i look after them like my trainers i have loads of trainers mum's like oh my god Amelia, you don't need any more shoes i'm like but my feet aren't growing and i look after them so i think if you look after the clothes you buy then you kind of cancel out for being you know an over consumer in a way yes 
if that makes sense. Yeah, and it, I think with me personally, I mean, the jumper that I'm wearing now, I've had for four years, I want to four years. Yeah. Something like that. I had it whilst I was still at secondary school. Oh, yeah. And for a while. But now I can feel it. It's it's thin. And it, this is from Pretty Little Thing. It's thinner. And I think when I get rid of this, I am thinking about replacing it. But when I get rid of this, is it, like, too tatty now to even take to a charity shop? So it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine, that right balance. It's fine for me to, like, um, buy something and keep it for a while. But because I bought it at a cheap price and bad quality yeah. at the start, now it, it's not that it's not. Yeah. It's just... No, I agree. It's hard to, like, understand when you can donate and when yeah. you can't. And I do understand that the more money that you... If I were to get something of a better quality, instead and of the brand four as years, well, yeah, the brand instead of it lasting me four years, it could last me eight ten, years. Yeah, eight, ten, yeah, yeah. It's definitely like something to consider. Um, obviously, a lot of people our age don't kind of invest, and I'm sure their wardrobe is huge. Like um, in our college group, there will be girls that come in new outfits every day. I haven't seen them in the same thing once. You know, like. I'm like, oh my god, I love that, I love that, I love that. But, you know, where? how can they afford this? Like, I know. Do they yeah. wear it once and never again? I mean, for saying that I've seen them all in, well, not all, but, you know, a lot of them in new outfits every day, I'm thinking, like, you know, you must buy a lot and never wear it. Yeah. And I think as well with this, um, going back to Rana Plus, I think that um, it's important to touch on, like, the good side of having these sweatshops because these sweatshops are in the more like de- deprived areas yeah definitely and, de- and deprived countries um and you sort of have to ask you co- yourself the question if they didn't have the sweatshops what would they be doing and how else yeah. would they make their income it's of it's absolutely awful and there needs to be a lot of things put in place to make these situations um yeah these situations and everything better for them um but like i do worry that if it wasn't that what else would they be doing i think because these countries like you know china india places like bangladesh and everywhere um there's such like a huge population that there isn't enough stable jobs for everybody and that's when the sweatshops kind of come into place because obviously the majority of our clothes are made at um these you know made at these sweatshops it's such a big industry for them over there yeah um but like you were saying yeah there's they, they are terrible but there could be something worse that these people are going through yeah um so they could be a sewage worker they could be a slave and they couldn't they could be working in the dirt and rummaging through the polluted like rivers and stuff which i've seen documentaries on and it's horrible but at least these sweatshop workers they do have a roof over their head they might be getting below minimum wage but they are getting something yeah and it i, I would suspect that it gives them a bit of purpose as yeah, in like definitely. get up and go to work like you have something um to do obviously we can never like fully understand what it's like and I do feel guilty for buying into these brands um but it's it's a vicious cycle and it's a very toxic um industry in the way of the money is constantly being knocked down by these brands to the factories so they can get the best deal and if not they'll take their business somewhere else yeah yeah which is very toxic yeah definitely Thank you.
Hi guys, welcome back. So we just took a short break. Mackey's break, you know. Quick Mackey's. <laughs> I did actually have a Mackey's day. I had the new chicken, the, what no, a chicken it, Big the Mac. Chicken Big Mac. Um, no, I wouldn't necessarily get it again. No, I mean the cheese looked good, but yeah. it's plastic cheese, so. Yeah, it know. is plastic cheese. And, and that brings us it. on to sustainability, actually. Actually, yeah. Plastic, plastic cheese. Plastic cheese. <laughs> so now we're... We, we've talked about the Rana Plaza in the first part of this podcast and now we're going to be talking about pre-loved versus charity shops. Now, this is something that I never thought about. Yeah, neither Until really. recently. Um, charity shops were something that I avoided. Not, not because yeah. of any particular reason. I just gave to charity in other ways and just wouldn't think to... Go shop from a charity shop. Yeah, just yeah. because I thought it wasn't really my style. And I suppose when you're surrounded by all of, like Zara, H&M, you don't really think about popping into Oxfam, do you? No, really. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and then pre-love shops, obviously, I, th- I found them to be more expensive, like the vintage stores, you know, your yeah. designer pieces, but that were dead stock, so you couldn't get yeah. them anymore. I mean, I think what you need to like consider really is before researching i generally didn't see much of a difference between charity and pre-love stores so like many of you probably don't really know the difference but i think there is such like a big like change in them both that makes sense yeah yeah obviously charity it's like your stereotypical old people's smelly store which just has random stuff in it but then pre-love to me is more like places like cow i don't know if you've been to cow in nottingham um you know stores which select pieces it, that are suited to a specific audience. It seems a little bit more filtered through. To yeah, me. definitely. So is. you go. Up, I mean, Cal Vintage. It's a very like I would class it as a very Instagrammable store. It has yeah. like the Cal Vintage. Gen Z, definitely. It has those stairs that people get the photos in. Um, they rework pieces, so they get yeah. like Ralph Lauren and yeah. turn it into a crop top. They have a nice little workshop upstairs, yeah, they so you do. can see them like making their clothes. It's very like interesting, but you, the price tag definitely reflects. Oh yeah, definitely. The it is just a little bit uh, because it's refined and the nicer pieces are found yeah. in pre-loved. It is that bit more expensive. Yeah, exactly. Especially compared to charity shops, you can get something for a couple of pence, possibly. Yes. But the likelihood that it's trendy and, you know, smells nice, it's newer, it's probably, you're going to be lucky if you yeah. find something, aren't you? Yeah, 100%. And um, I found it interesting because when asking, like, a group of people um, whether they would prefer to shop in charity shops or pre-love shops, I actually wasn't surprised that most people said they would love to, they would prefer to shop yeah. in pre-love shops. Um, but there were... I almost thought 100% of people would say they would prefer shopping pre-love shops, but there were a few people that said they would do yeah. charity shops. I mean, then probably those people that like the hunt and like the yes. challenge. Yeah, and they, the people that said that they prefer charity shops know how to find those good Yeah, pieces. they know where to go, they know to, how to change things up, don't they? Yeah, it's almost like they have a knack for it. Like, he, yeah. they know... They know where to go. They, they don't mind filtering through all of these rails, whereas us... Yeah. We, we're very like we'll go into a shop and kind of know what you want yeah and depending yeah. on like the visual merchandising is where we would be drawn to yeah definitely i think with charity shops as well obviously if you're one of those people that has an eye for finding things in charity shops it kind of comes down to like upcycling as well in my opinion because i could look at 
a shirt, an old man's shirt, and I'm thinking, no, that's not for me. But then I'll see a girl walking down the street with that old man's shirt on, made into a crop top or a little jacket, something cute, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's just the same thing, but people obviously have that creative eye for it that maybe I don't have. Yeah, there's such um, there's such like a negative outlook I think on charity shops as well, um, with the fact of because it's a stereotype, yeah, though, isn't it really? Yeah, hundred percent. But you think with vintage shops, and I find this really like weird actually. Really thinking about it with vintage shops, people have worn those clothes before. They just have a brand on yeah. compared to a charity shop where it's people have worn those clothes as well but it's without but there's such a stigma with charity shops um i also find it interesting because i mean where we live it's a very sort of a small town yeah a small city um but you go to london and the charity shops are completely different you'll be able to find your designer pieces in i think the charity shops in places like london maybe even manchester and stuff like that it is like that you're gonna find more um trend led stuff yeah because there's probably a lot more people of that age group there whereas derby you know you go around the charity shops and they they are pretty grim yeah and you you think as well our version of like vintage stores and pre-love stores are london's charity yeah. shops like you'd find the same sort yeah, of pieces definitely. the difference is one's a non-profit foundation yeah yeah i agree um, well, we've also, through this project and everything, we've discovered that Amber Rooms, um, who we're yes. collaborating with, um, and um, Sarah, who owns it, she um, she has a like a pre-love store, so people donate their items to her, which she then resells, but for very reasonable yeah, prices they're very they're very nice prices and there's some really good stuff in there i went in the other day and i found an a poly dress yeah like it can be branded and it might not be like i know she mentioned she sells a lot of like tommy hill figure and stuff like that yeah um there was a really nice tommy hill figure um Julie, in the other week i think i've seen some yeah. burberry so it's like yeah. all designer some designer stuff in there and then some some things are from like literally everywhere like yeah. primark and not like I know she mentioned it is more Gen Z, so, you know, teens, but I'm sure that, like, people a little bit older could also shop from there as well. Yeah, I've seen people um, in there who... I could imagine my mum going in, to be honest. Yeah, definitely, have a look around. Having a look, yeah. And it is all nicely sectioned, so you can see where, like, the coats are, which is something with charity shops that you don't necessarily get sometimes. going back to the VM as well, uh, visual merchandising like her store is so creative and visual yeah and i think that makes such a difference because you can walk in and be drawn to the shop as a whole or you can walk past a charity shop and just think no color you know it's white walls rails all multi you know when do you know this is something that you're probably thinking this is just the most random thing in a charity shop yeah and there's metal hangers wooden hangers yeah. uh, blue hangers green yellow and i'm thinking what is going yeah, on 100 percent. whereas hers it's just so everything's the same it's streamlined it's creative it's just such a difference it makes me like ask the question as well because with charity shops it's a lot of volunteers yeah and i think when you're getting paid to do something that comes with the passion it's yeah, just, yeah pride in your work as well because you're getting you're getting you're working your money in. Yeah. Yeah. So um more 
thought, I, I, I would say. I think if I was getting paid to do something versus not getting paid, I would have more pride yeah, in what I that's was doing true. and I, I would want things to I, look nice. I feel like if you're a volunteer, you kind of, if someone come to donate something, you'd just take it. Yeah. Whereas the Amber Rooms and I'm sure like pre-loved, you know, stores that aren't related to charity, they look through the pieces and they think, yeah, we love it, we're having it. No, not sure, you can have it back. Yeah. Which obviously changes the whole concept of the shop, really, doesn't it? They filter it through and make sure that it suits their brand, which I think is very important. Yeah. I think what will be really interesting, actually, is if, you know, like a group of well-known celebrities, I'm not on about, you know, like celebrities, like celebrities yeah. that everyone knows is a household name. Yeah. They had, like, a campaign or something where they did something to do with like almost like a tour of pre-love stores yeah i think that would be so interesting like if it was like a tv series or, or like how to shop yeah. in i can see a lot yeah i can see lots of ideas come from that actually. yeah yeah next net projects <laughs> maybe we'll start it <laughs>